everyone. Welcome to Brush with Brit, a podcast brought to you by a dental hygienist, which my name happens to be Brit. And it is a new year. Today is January 1st, 2022. So happy new year. Woo! And if you guys are just waking up, it's about 11 a.m. So good for you. Seems like you had fun last night. Um, I stayed up until midnight and then I knocked out. I literally just stayed home and I'm able to see downtown San Diego from my apartment. So I just watched some fireworks from my bedroom window and then I went to sleep and it was great and that's how I love to ring in the new year every year. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's get into what this episode is all about. I wanted to give you guys something on New Year's Day just in case you're bored at home and want something to do, need something to listen to. I know a lot of stores are closed because I wanted to go to Costco and I couldn't go because it was closed. So here's something for you to do. You can listen to this podcast. Um, as always, I'm going to give you guys an update on what I'm up to, what life is looking like, and then I wanted to talk to you guys about how my work is going, and I wanted to touch on the national board exam as well because I know that January is usually the time when students either have already started studying or are thinking about studying for the board's exam. Um, mine was scheduled for March, so I started actually studying in December. So I just wanted to touch on some things and, you know, talk to you guys about that. Well, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know that I just recently got LASIK eye surgery. Can you freaking believe it? I can't believe it. It was it was an experience. Like, let me tell you. I originally started looking into LASIK at the beginning of 2021, and I was given a quote of $5,700, so $5,700, and I was like, okay, it's not bad, but I just didn't want to fully commit at the time, Um, and throughout work, like, it just gets frustrating because I don't like wearing contacts. I've never worn contacts. I don't like the way it feels in my eyes. So I've just always worn glasses. So at work, when I'm wearing my loops, I have an insert, like a prescription insert that goes in my loops. I wear the Q-Optic ones. And when I take them off in between patients, I'm basically just not able to see very well. My vision is negative 1.75, which... If you know anything about the numbers, you know that's not, it's not terrible. It's not super bad or anything, but it's enough to bother me throughout the day. And as a hygienist, we use our eyes all day long when we're looking at things and you're looking at teeth, all those things, the computer, everything. So it definitely takes a toll on you over time when you're like taking your loops off, you're not able to see, the doctor wants you to put something into the computer, you can't see it. Um, and then just driving home all the time and driving to work, having to find my glasses and make sure I don't forget them. And also one thing that always bothered me was when I get ready and I have makeup on and then I have to put my glasses on. It's so frustrating because it just messes up my makeup. So I was just getting really over it, over the whole situation. (laughs) I've worn glasses for a really long time. So Um, Yeah, they gave me the quote of 5,700 and I kept holding off and then 
um, in December, they put out a promo code, a promo code, uh, a promotion of $1,000 off if you got it done within um, the month of December. So that's when I decided to make a move on it because I was like, you know what, I, I just need to get this over with. I want to be able to see every day and not worry about my glasses and it'll just be such a stress reliever. Um, so the doctor that I went to is in La Jolla and this doctor has worked on many athletes. Um, he used to work on the Chargers football team players and then also athletes from the Olympic Training Center in Chula Vista. And that's how I originally found out about this doctor. So I did feel very confident in this doctor because he's working on athletes all the time and he's doing these surgeries all all day. Like they're the surgeries are like 15 minutes long. They're not even that long. And so I just really trusted his experience and everything. And so I wasn't too afraid. And what they had me do was they had me use uh, eye drops for two weeks prior to the surgery. I had to put them in my eyes four times a day and then also taking omega-3s every day as well. Uh, so I started doing that and I would even put in my eye drops while I was at work. And then um, then they also give you some antibiotic drops to put into your eyes the day before. So you're putting in the false, like the tears or whatever, and then you're also putting in the antibiotics. So um, the day before. And again, this is just my experience. Like some of the stuff probably won't even make sense, but I kind of wanted to just describe what it was like to you guys because I got so many questions about it. Um, so anyways, you're putting in those drops the day before, a couple weeks before and then a day before. And then um, when you get to the day of, they take you to like a relaxation room and I wasn't feeling nervous, but she asked me like, oh, do you want the medication? We can give you a Xanax before and then a Valium for when you get home because you need to sleep. And I was about to say no because I felt totally fine, but I was like, you know what? Let me just do it because I don't want to start like freaking out. So I take the Xanax. I've never taken Xanax before. And I honestly, I, I don't even really take like Advil or ibuprofen or any of those things hardly like ever because I don't really ever get headaches or anything like that. So I was like, okay, I'll take it. So um, I took the Xanax and then it just kind of made me feel really like really relaxed, but also like it was kind of making it hard to walk completely straight. Like I was a little wobbly. Like I had to have somebody help me, um, just cause it was like hard to keep my balance. It was kind of weird and it just made me feel like really groggy. So, but anyways, I take the Xanax, I go into the room, um, the doctor checks my eyes and their machine, and then they lay me down on this table and then you have your head like in this little donut shaped thing. And then they put a patch over my left eye and then they start putting in the, um, numbing drops, which don't feel like anything. None of these drops like feel like anything. It just felt like regular eye drops. So put in the numbing eye drops and then all these other liquids. I don't know what it was. And then they put like gauze around your head because the fluid or the liquids are going to be like running out of your eyes. And so the gauze is going to like soak it up. And then they have you put like a hair cap on too. Um, so he's putting in the drops and then he tapes my eyelashes to the top ones to the top and the bottom ones to the bottom. And then he puts this little clamp thing. I could... I could see it, you know, it just looked like a little clamp and it just held my eye open. It really didn't feel 
like much of anything. I feel like when I had the thought of those clamps in my head, it was just like this big ordeal. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't imagine having your eye clamped open like that and what that must feel like. But it really didn't feel like much. I was still able to blink my left eye. So even if you try to blink, you're not going to mess it up because you can't. It's clamped open. So your left eye will continue to blink, but you won't be able to um, blink your right eye. And then he tells you to focus on this green light. So there was like three lights in a row, a green one in the middle, and then two red ones on the left and then on the right. And so you're supposed to just stare at the green one and he tells you to keep focusing on it. And then like, I don't know exactly what it is, but it felt like a suction type of thing on my eye. And then, but I was still able to like move my eye. And then he would just say like, okay, look a little bit to the left or down or to the right. And then I don't know what it was, but it just like held it there. And then, um, you can hear the laser and you can also smell it. So if you've taken the laser course in dental hygiene, you know the smell that I'm talking about. It freaking stings. But since I already knew to expect that, um, I wasn't surprised by the smell, but it was gross. Like, And it was kind of crazy just thinking like, oh my God, like he's putting a laser on my eye, you know, flapping my eye. Um, so I started to get a little bit of anxiety at that point and my heart just started pounding and I did get a little scared. Um, this was the only time that I really felt of like nervous and afraid. Um, it was probably, I would say for 30 seconds that I felt that way. And then he started talking and he's like, what time is your appointment tomorrow? And he's like working on my eye at the same time, but he's distracting me by talking to me. So it really helped a lot. And, um, he started counting down, you know, he's like, uh, you got 13 seconds left. You got five seconds left. And then it was done. And he said, all right, I'm going to flush it out. So he puts all these liquids again, and then he covers the right eye and does the same exact thing to the left eye. When he was doing the left eye, I did start to see a lot of stars. And I, I told him, I was like, I see a lot of stars right now. Like it looks like a galaxy. And he's like, it's totally fine. It's going to go away. And it did. Um, so there were points where like all I could see was black in my eye like it I guess I don't know if you completely lose your vision or what but it was just like completely uh, black so it didn't scare me though I kind of expected to just have like your whole vision covered um so the left eye was a little bit better than the right eye because I didn't get that like um panic moment and after it was done um he flushed him out he sat me up he took me over back to another eye machine to look at my eyes and then they gave me some goggles to put on and they walked me out to um, my boyfriend was there to pick me up and um, I got in the car and instantly I just put the my um, I had like a eye mask so I not only had the goggles on but then I also had the eye mask and then a jacket as well to put over my eyes and it was a super rainy day um, and it was very cloudy. So I just laid there and it was in the morning. My surgery was at like 8.30 or something like that. Um, and so I was hungry and I was like, okay, let's go get food. I did have some discomfort. I wouldn't necessarily say it's pain, but it was just like discomfort. It just felt like extreme, like dry eyes, I would say. Um, so then we went and we grabbed food and then I got home and 
I took the volume and I kept my eyes shut. You guys, I closed my eyes legit the entire time until the next morning. I did not open my eyes. And so my boyfriend was there to help me like walk because we have stairs up to our apartment, um, help me go to the bathroom, help me eat, everything. Like we really wanted to make sure I was able to keep my eyes closed because that helps with the healing process. So... I kept my eyes closed the whole time. I came home. I took the Valium. And I wish I would have taken the Valium sooner because by the time I laid down, I started to feel pain. Like, I would say it was definitely moderate pain. Um, And I felt this for probably, I would say... Um, maybe five minutes and then I fell asleep but it was pretty painful like it felt like when you cut onions and like you want to just close your eyes and rub your eyes but it doesn't go away and like it just keeps going and they told me that I would I would probably feel that Um, but if I would have taken the Valium sooner I would have fell asleep faster and I wouldn't have felt that but that was literally the only time that I felt pain and it it's been about Three, yeah, it's been three days since the surgery and I would do it again. It was so easy and the pain was not that bad. I've definitely felt other things that are way more painful than that. Um, and I slept. I slept the entire day. So I went to sleep at like 10 or 10.30 in the morning when I took the Valium and I woke up at 6 p.m., <laughs> I was shocked. I really thought that I was going to struggle with being able to stay asleep all day, but I didn't. I slept all day. I got up at six, still kept my eyes closed, went to the bathroom, drank some water, um, and we drove and went to get some food, and I kept my eyes closed this, the whole time. I just stayed in the passenger seat, um, and then we came home. I ate my food, and I went back to sleep, no joke, you guys, until the next day at 8 a.m. I slept all freaking day, like, and it felt amazing. I was so proud because I was scared that I wasn't going to be able to stay asleep, so I um, woke up the next day at about 8 o'clock, and then after that, I opened my eyes, and I was able to see so clear. I looked out my window, and I could see downtown San Diego so clear. I could see the Coronado Bridge. I could see cars going across the bridge. It, It was amazing. It was so amazing. And it still is. I'm still getting used to it. Like I'm looking around and I'm just able to see things without even trying. And uh, honestly, when I first was able to see that far, it made me emotional. And my vision was only a negative 1.75. So I feel like this surgery could be extremely life-changing for somebody who has worse vision than that. Um, So I went to my post-op appointment at about 10 o'clock and they checked my eyes and I was already seeing 2015. The doctor was very happy and was very proud that I was able to sleep the whole day and I listened to their instructions. Um, And now my next appointment is in a week or so to do a follow-up. I've been, I have been having screen time. They said it's okay, but um, it, when you have a lot of screen time, you don't blink as much. So your eyes are dry. So you're supposed to use your eye drops even more. And then I still have to do the antibiotic drops for one week and, um, the omegas as well. I have to continue to take those, the eye drops. I'll continue to do those for 
they said at least a month, if not more. Um, no makeup for one week, but two weeks is better. And I'm honestly afraid to put makeup on anyways. I don't want anything going in my eyes. Um, you can't shower for 24 hours, no water or soap in your eyes. So I did, um, I have taken showers, but I just am very careful and don't get any water in my eyes. And I just like really rinse slowly so that the water's not like splashing or anything. They um, have you sleep in the goggles for one week. I've been doing that and it's been super easy. The The goggles aren't very, they're not very uncomfortable. So that's been fine. I've been wearing sunglasses when I go outside. I drove by myself for the first time yesterday and I went to Target. It was so bizarre looking around and everything was just so clear and like crisp and beautiful. It was amazing. So, so far my experience with uh, LASIK eye surgery, I got what is called Contora. Um, it has been absolutely amazing and I would 100% do it again. And I think so far it has been incredibly worth it. And I can't wait to buy sunglasses because I never wore sunglasses because I was always having to wear my glasses and I never wanted to get prescription sunglasses. Like I just did not want to do it. So now I'm really excited to go sunglass shopping and we went on the Coronado Bridge so I can look around and see um, and then we're going to start going like running together which I'm excited about because I can just wear my sunglasses and not have to wear um, glasses. It's just, it's just awesome and I don't work until Monday so when I get to work I get to take out my insert and just wear my loops without the insert. I have no idea what that's going to be like. It's just going to be so so cool and i can't wait i'm very excited all right moving on let's talk about my goals for 2022 um first things first you guys know this year i will be working with new brands and um one of them is going to be the rdh magazine i will be in the january rdh magazine so if you guys do subscribe to that mag magazine please post it and tag me i'm so excited for you guys to um, read my little background story i think it's going to be in the very back page of the rdh magazine so look out for that i'm very very excited i will be working with a couple other um, brands this year so keep an eye out for that on my instagram the number one thing that I do want to work on this year is taking care of my body more so that I can have more longevity in my career. I have been so bad about rolling out, using the Theragun, um, all of those things. I need to seriously work on it. So that's one of my goals. I also want to practice more compassion and empathy towards patients and really... Um, really just show them the love that patients deserve and I want to take more time to educate people and just really give them quality care. That is just one of the goals that I want to work on this year. Another big thing that I'm super excited about is that I am turning 30 this year. I'm turning 30, you guys. It sounds so weird to say that out loud, but I am very excited because I feel like my life is 
coming together more, like more than in my 20s. Like my 20s are just like a mess and like everything's all over the place and I'm just like figuring it out. But like my 30s, like I have my own apartment, it's coming together, I'm getting furniture, like all this stuff, it's just like working out. So I'm very excited for this year and I'm actually happy to be turning 30 and I can't wait to see what 30 brings for me. Um, but with that being said, I am starting my, like, I don't know what I want to call it. My fitness journey. No, I don't even want to call it that. I just want to call it like a lifestyle change. So Back before I went to Rome, I was doing an app called Carbon, and I was tracking my proteins, my carbs, uh, fats, and I don't remember the other one, but I think I talked about it on here already. So I was tracking that and because um, I wanted to cut weight for when I went to Rome because I was, knew I was going to eat my face off. So I did that, but then when I got back, you know, I just kind of like chilled out the rest of the year and did whatever I want, but I was training. So I've been working out with my boyfriend, um, doing weights, like doing legs and arms and chest and all that back and all that stuff. So now that it's been months of training, I want to start doing the carbon app again and tracking my calories and all of that um, so that I can start cutting a little bit of weight but still continue to hold on to the muscle mass that I have gained. So I'm very excited. I am actually starting that today. Um, Oh, also with the LASIK surgery, you can't work out for one week. So um, I'm not working out, but I'm just uh, counting all of my calories and carbs and all that stuff. So I'm going to be very strict from here on out and I will be prepared for April when I turn 30. I'm ex- I'm so excited. I can't wait to see like because for me I like to have something like I need like a a end goal or like what I'm doing it for. Like before it was, I was going to Rome. Now it's like, I'm turning 30 and I just feel that this one is going to be a good one. Like I always go through like these phases of like being really fit and then like gaining weight and then being fit again. So I want this to be more of like a solid lifestyle change and one of like the best ones that I've done yet. So I'm super excited about that. I will be going to the conventions this year. I am planning on it. I am putting it out there in the atmosphere, in the universe. I am just putting all the energy out there. I want to be at the CDA. I want to be at the RDH under one roof. And I also have a meeting today with um, another convention. I ah, I forgot the name of it, but I am also planning to go to that one as well. And hopefully be able to meet you guys. We are also thinking about doing a like event in February in San Diego. I shouldn't say me, but one of my friends is doing a like dental event. So I'm going to be planning on going to that as well. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, okay. Now let's get into this nitty gritty of this national board exam that you guys will be taking in I'm going to say around your spring break, unless you decide to take it after you graduate. For some reason, they really like encouraged us to take it while we were in school before we graduated. I'm not sure why they do that, but that's what they did at the time. I'm not sure if it's still that way. So we were scheduled to take our board's exam around spring break time, which was March at the time, March 2020. Okay, so 
we had our exam scheduled. Mine was like, I don't know, March 21st or something like that. And then COVID happened and the exam got canceled for us. I had been studying. I started in December and then I stopped when the exam got canceled because it was just so stressful and too much and I couldn't study anymore because it got canceled two weeks before I was about to take it. And then they just kept getting canceled left and right and I didn't end up getting another date until May in Phoenix, Arizona. So I had to travel and take the exam with five days notice and I had not been studying but I made it work and I've talked about it before but I did go to a live seminar a three-day live seminar and at the time it was very financially hard to do that because I was a student I was working and it's just hard to have that much money to go to a three-day live seminar that you have to travel to get a hotel pay for food um and then after the seminar you know I had the book and everything but I just felt that it wasn't organized and it wasn't planned out and I needed something that was guided so that's why I turned to student RDH I get a lot of students that ask me you know what you recommend what do you recommend and it's hard for me to recommend things because I can only speak on my experience and what I used but not every single study program is going to be best for every single student because we all learn differently but I ended up getting student RDH and I really liked it because it was organized it had the book with it Um, And there was a lot of memorization techniques, a lot of visual things, and I'm a very visual learner. So that's why I ended up mostly sticking to that. But I did use Darby's book, um, Mosby's book. I also had those um, uh, hygiene cards, those like study cards, but those were honestly to me a waste of money because they were just so in-depth and I feel like I didn't need those, to be honest. And I think they were like $100 at the time. So I definitely would not get those again if I had to redo it. Like if I had to redo the whole experience, I would just get student RDH, use all of my study material from school, have a well-planned out way that I want to study, like what subjects I'm going to study first, when I'm going to study them, and how long. Some subjects are more lengthier than others, and really hone in on the subjects that you are not good at. With farm, you need to know your suffixes, and with community, you need to know your indices. Um, With anatomy, that could be in x-rays, that could be in photos, intraoral, extraoral. You really got to know those landmarks. And I feel like Student RDH does a good job of giving you a base knowledge. And every single study guide, whichever one you end up going with, is going to have different information than the other ones. I haven't really had anybody say like, oh, this one was so bad. I hated it. So I feel like you can't really go wrong. You just need to pick which one is best for you. And for me personally, I would skip out on the on the live seminar um, because it was just too jam packed for me. And I was too exhausted by the end of it. So it's like, how much was I really even retaining or um, 
yeah, like it was just so much information at one time and I had to spend so much money on it uh, with getting like the hotel and the food and the gas and all that. And I just don't think that it was worth it for me at the time. I wish I would have just got a student RDH and stuck with that and, you know, had a little study group or something like that. But for the day of, I think it's best, even the day before, I went and I drove by the testing site. I went and found the room. I made sure I knew where the bathroom was. I knew like where to park, everything like that the day before. That's just how I did it because I like to be that prepared. And then the night before, I did do some meditation. Um, I did not study at all the day before because I feel like that would just stress me out. I took essential oils like lavender. I took my diffuser. Um, I was able to sleep, but at first it was difficult. I was like, I kept thinking about it, but then eventually I just knocked out. So I was happy about that. And then I had it planned out the next day what I was going to eat for breakfast. I did not have coffee. I had tea um, because I didn't want to be jittery, but I also didn't want to be tired. So I did have like green tea. And then I think I ate like oatmeal and some... I don't know, eggs or something. I can't remember. I think I ended up getting like a big Starbucks breakfast because we had traveled. So um, I wasn't like home. I wasn't able to like cook breakfast. So I got like a big Starbucks. And then I also meditated the day before, um, the morning of, and I did yoga too. So those things I felt helped calm me. And then during the exam, I wore the earplugs that they offered. And that helped me a lot because it just took out all those little side noises that always distract me and I felt like it helped a ton um I did take the breaks all of the breaks that they offered I took all of them just because I felt like I needed that the length of the exam is what felt challenging to me because I was so tired by the end of it and the case studies are at the end and so you have to read through the whole thing and try to like find the little trick that they're trying to oh something just popped um they're trying to like kind of trick you and you have to take the time to really read through all of the um, like story or whatever they're giving you so by the end of it it could be kind of exhausting but after I was done with the exam I didn't feel like I failed you know that I knew that there was a lot of questions that I didn't know and that were questionable and that I wondered like oh how many did I get wrong but I didn't feel like I totally bombed that I felt like okay, like, I think I passed, you know, if it's on a curve, I think I did well enough to pass. And waiting for your results is so just brutal. You're just waiting and waiting. And if you are on the Facebook pages, all the students feel the same. We're all like, did we pass? Did we pass? When's it coming? Did you get yours? I took mine this day. What day did you get your results? Why didn't I get mine yet? Like everybody's freaking out waiting for the results and it's just stressful as hell. <laughs> but you just have to be patient. Um, I think, I can't even remember how many weeks it was, but it was like to the day. Like they didn't even do it a day before. They When they told me whatever it was, four or six weeks, like it was it was that amount of time and not a day less. So you have to just be patient with it. But 
Um, what else can I think of that helped me with stress? Like, and when you have your, cause I had a lunch, so just make sure that you're prepared and you have like good snacks that are going to help you stay awake and keep your brain active. Um, don't just bring like a bunch of junk food. You got to have some good snacks in there. I think I had like yogurt, nuts, protein, um, I'm trying to think. I can I have a picture of it. And then after I took the exam, I ate in and out and it was so good. <laughs> but um you guys will be fine. I hope you know that, you know, taking this exam, it it's stressful, but it is not going to be the end of the world if you fail. And I say it all the time, like don't let this exam define you. If you fail, you retake it and you try again. That's it. Don't overthink it. You you do have to, I think you, you have to repay for the exam, but there could be so many things that are worse. Like if you fail, it's okay. I don't like that we get so stressed out about this exam and having to pass that it brings a lot of anxiety for this exam that is like pretty unnecessary. So I just say, prepare yourself as best as you can. Study your subjects that are the hardest and that you are not very good at. Make sure you at least get a little bit more confident in those subjects so that you don't feel as stressed out. Practice those case studies. Um, practice those. Do those practice exams. I did those multiple times. And really practice those case studies because that's going to help you a lot being able to find the little the little trick that they're trying to, um, you know, trick you with. (laughs) Uh, So make sure you do that and just keep practicing, keep studying, be thorough. You know, you guys have to have a plan of what you want to do and you need to follow through with it. This isn't a time to procrastinate, but even if you do procrastinate, you'll still be okay. I know a lot of students that didn't prepare the same way that I did and they did perfectly fine. Um, I know students that took the exam in three hours and then students like me who took it in seven and we both passed. So every student is different. Don't compare yourself to others. Study the way that is best for you and just really hone in on those hard subjects that you just need to get down and just keep studying. You got to study in order to feel prepared. And if you feel prepared, that will take away your anxiety. Well, I hope you guys have a fabulous New Year's and please follow me on Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. And if you guys need anything, please send me an email. My email is brushwithbrit at gmail.com. And I hope you guys have a fabulous time studying, but remember to take breaks, go for a walk, treat your guys as self like with self-care, take a bath, light a candle, eat something good, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. Um, And just like, you know, take it easy, study, make it fun, take breaks. You are about to take an exam and then you will become a hygienist and that will be it. After that, you're done. After you're a hygienist and you have your license, you're done. You're going to be like brush with Brit and you're just going to be working and making podcasts on January 1st, 2022 for the heck of it, you know? So you're almost there. The light is at the end of the tunnel and I can see it for all of you guys. So happy new year. Enjoy your guys' January 1st. And yeah, I love you guys. Thank you for supporting me and listening to my podcast. I hope it's informative and I hope it helps you in some way. Love you guys. Bye.